All right, Justin here on Stay at Home Dads Podcast. Welcome to the place I talk about a lot of different topics that relate to my kids, my family, my health and wellness, plus a few parenting struggles that I have I throw in there, some tips that I come across and tell you guys about, plus a few other little guy things to kind of mix it up a little bit. I throw that in there as well. So I hope something in that big mixed bag of content kind of interests you. I really do. And like I always say every week, I do appreciate you guys tuning in. I appreciate you downloading and sitting in with me today. So, all right. I know you're not going to be happy what I'm going to say next. You already know it because it's in the title of this episode. Yes, it's another dad classic episode. Is that a lack of excitement I'm hearing out there? Is everyone just sliding this episode to the trash bin? Well, if so, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just tired. I'm just kind of worn out lately. My wife has been out of town this week for work. I've got spring break coming up, so the kids are going to be off and we're going to be doing a bunch of stuff there. So I really haven't been focusing on creating a lot of new content. I'm going to be. Don't worry. I'm going to get right back into it. I've already got some stuff set up for next week, but I've actually just been taking a lot of this time and really playing with my kids and doing stuff with them. I actually played with Legos for like two hours today. I've been practicing basketball with my daughter. She's been really into basketball and wanting to get better. So I've really been embracing that. So we've been doing a lot of that. So I kind of backburnered this for a little bit to spend time with my kids. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But anyways, today's episode is things to stop doing after 40. Or that's what you're going to hear today, the classic episode. And I'll be honest, I can't really remember what I said in this episode. It's probably almost a year old. So let that be a warning to you. But I do want to add a few things to the list here of things to stop doing after you turn 40. First one is get your mattress off the floor. And I don't know if people are still doing this. God, I hope they're not. But please spend a few bucks, go to Ikea, get a bedroom set or whatever. Just be a legitimate adult. So please, if your bed is on the floor, a mattress on the floor, let's just spend a couple of shekels here. Let's go to Ikea. Let's go to the marketplace, find something used that looks nice, and uh, elevate your bedroom a little bit. Please do that. Next, make choices with intentions and actually follow through with the choices you tell yourself or you tell others that you're going to make. You want to exercise? Good. Do it. Stop half-assing it and just go do it. You want to change how you budget your money or you want to open a small business and you got to do steps to do that? do it. You want to learn something new or spend more time with your kids than spending more time on your phone? Then actively do that. Do that with intention. Do that like your life depends on it, I guess. Just don't tell yourself and then fall off and not do it. That's all I'm saying. Next, go to the doctor. This is kind of like an important one and I probably talk about it in this episode, but I'm going to mention it again. Go get your blood work done. Go get your vitamin levels checked. Go get, you know, your cholesterol, your testosterone, all those things. Get it checked. See where it's at. See what you're working with. I just went to the dermatologist doctor the other day, and I pretty much stripped naked to have them ogle over my chiseled body. Well, actually not. They were checking me for moles and checking my skin. But, yeah, I had to get naked in front of this doctor. And they had a student with them. And there was a nurse in there. It was, it was great. But anyways, stop neglecting your health. Stop putting it off. Stop backburnering that. Almost use some of that intention and go to the doctor. Get your stuff checked out. 
I really think I need to do another one of these, a new and improved episode of shit that you need to stop doing and start doing at the age of 40. I kind of feel like, I don't know, maybe I've evolved a little bit and I've got some more things to say and more things to add. So maybe I'll, uh, I'll work on that here in the next few weeks. Anyways, let's just get into it. If you heard it already, great. Maybe use it as a recap or send me a little nasty gram over on Instagram. My page over there is at stayathomedads underscore podcast and uh, send me a message. Anyways, enjoy this dad classic episode. All right, so enough of the chit chat. What I really wanted to get into today and talk about was something that I've been thinking about for a bit. Well, mainly since I turned 40 back in June. It's a, it's a big turning point, people say. And I mean, that's why we have the big 4-0 party, right? It's a, it's a midlife age. I mean, if I live till I'm 80, then that means that I'm halfway done with this whole game. I know that might be not the best way to look at it, but it's kind of true. Kind of scary, too. Well, I came across this article, and it was titled, 13 Things You Stop Caring About When You Turn 40. And it's from this website called flashpack.com. I think it's a travel site. Granted, I didn't dig into it too much. It just looks like they do pretty epic trips all over the world. Looks actually pretty awesome. So I'll link it in the description so you can check it out. And no, I have no affiliation with them. That's not a plug. It's a free plug for them. Um, But no, I'm not getting any kickbacks from that. That's for sure. So I'm just going to read through some of these and see how well they relate to me turning 40 since I just turned 40. Maybe hopefully this will be something a little lighter than what I have been talking about in the past few weeks, something not so serious. So anyways, let's hope for that, right? All right. Number one on the list at 40, we should stop caring about a six pack. Really? Really? The article says, while not impossible, what is actually the point of it? They also ask, is the dietary torture worth it? Well, I've had a six-pack. It is doable at a later stage in life. I had to work my ass off for it, but I got one, and I was pretty proud of myself. I'd never had one until I was 37 or 38 years old, but it was doable for me. So, And the diet side of it actually wasn't too bad. It's just like I've talked about many, many times before. Better choices. Make better choices. Don't go out to eat all the time. Log your food. That's an important one. If you, you need to know what's going in your body to know what your body's doing. So log your food. That's, that's an important one. And uh, it's a commitment. They also said no prospective partner or date is going to expect you to have a shredded torso at the age of 40 plus, which is true. I can understand that. I can relate with that. But I also want to try to be and look like the best version of myself for my wife, even after 40, as well as myself too. I want to try to be the best human I can be, I guess. It makes me feel good when I do that as well. Also, going back to the other week when I talked about having big dreams and lofty goals, if wanting a six-pack or having one motivates you, then great. Use it as a tool for that. It's also okay to let it go and focus on other things like being healthy. And honestly, being healthy doesn't mean having a six-pack. That's the 100% truth. I know I don't have a six-pack right now, but I'm still trying to eat as well as I can and stay on top of my health. All right, number two, stop caring about having a midlife crisis. I've talked about this before. 
And to me, this is kind of a big one. It's kind of a, a big deal. We always hear about the midlife crisis when we're, I don't know, we start really hearing about it in our 30s. And then I guess we should be having one at 40, 40-ish, something like that. And I've actually been really scared thinking that I'm going to have one or when is a midlife crisis going to spring itself on me and surprise me? Well, they said, don't be scared because by the time you're 40, you should be embracing it because it's not a crisis at all. It's actually just the realization that there's still a lot of stuff that you want to do and you can do in your life. Granted, as long as you have the time for it and probably the money for it, and actually if the money side isn't totally figured out and not there yet, you can still make adjustments and still be able to enjoy things that you realize that you want to do. And I know I've mocked buying boats and sports cars and, I don't know, golf clubs maybe, whatever. Corvettes for one, um, just because I think that's what the typical old guy buys when they're going through one of these quote-unquote crises, crises, crisis, when they're out trying to feel young again. And maybe I shouldn't. Maybe it's just, it's just that time in your life when you realize, hey, I can afford this. Or, hey, why not buy this nice car? Or take this nice trip? Or fill in the blank here? You know, everyone's, we've all worked hard for things, and you're going to treat yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, honestly, that may be me someday. Maybe I'll go buy a Hellcat. Actually, I have a rental charger in the garage. My wife has a rental car right now, and it's a Charger RT, and... It's kind of fun to drive, I'll be honest. Maybe I'll go express my my inner midlife crisis and buy a Hellcat. That'd be pretty rad. Now on the flip side, if your crisis is thinking about infidelity, cheating on your spouse, an affair, or something along those lines, something that's going to detrimentally hurt your partner or your family, you probably should not fulfill that one. I'm just, uh, just throwing that out there. Maybe you should communicate with your spouse, sit down with a therapist, maybe. There's nothing wrong with therapy. You can maybe go down that avenue and try to figure some things out. We want to stay away from the things that could be harmful to our relationship and family. Just, uh, just saying. All right, number three, stop caring about going gray. I'm also going to say stop caring about going bald in this one because... I'm going through that, I think, anyways. Got a little thin, thin up there. I would honestly still go gray over losing my hair. I imagine everybody would, but I'm trying to get better with accepting it and accepting what my hair is doing. I'm taking some pills, some prescription pills. I'm doing some other special things, so hopefully my hair stays where it's at. But gray is kind of to be expected, I think, at this age. I've been getting a few grays in my hair, and I know when I grow a beard, there is quite a bit of gray in there. And honestly, it doesn't really bother me. In some ways, I feel like it makes me look a little distinguished. And my wife doesn't really mind. So, I don't know. It's not, uh, not too high on my list. Plus, I've seen some dye jobs. I've seen some dye jobs out there. And, well, they look like dye jobs. So, hard pass on the dye. Just, just accept it and, and enjoy it, I guess. All right, number four, stop caring about social media. I preach this all the time. We need to stop letting this consume our lives. I know it's great. I know it's everywhere. It's in our pocket. It's on our phone. And the article says that doesn't mean don't use it, but we just need to not use it in the way others think that we should. They say that us, the 40 plusers, 
we've learned to function as a citizen and a human without the need to be on social media, to share and react to everything that we see online. And honestly, the less we do that, the better. Just like we don't want our kids using a shit ton of social media, mine don't now. Granted, they're very young, but I know it will happen eventually. So we don't want to show them that example of us using it all the time, our faces stuck in our phones, and we're super preoccupied looking at our phones all the time. So that's another good reason to curb your social media because we're, we're showing our kids that that's normal behavior to always be looking at a phone. And I'm, I'm guilty of that as well, and I need to work on that as well. But it's a, it's a hard one to stop. We got to try to cut that addiction a little bit. And that's what I think it is. It's an addiction. The phone is an addiction. You probably get a dopamine hit every time you scroll your stupid feed or play your dumb games on there. I know I do. So plus, like they said, we don't need to share or voice opinions on every single thing we see. I think I already said that, but it's worth saying again. We just, we just don't need to do that. All right. Number five, stop caring about making new friends. Flashpack says it's nice if they come along, but you don't need to go out of your way and go looking for them. And you know, I never really liked that saying, I don't need to make any more friends or I have enough friends. I never really liked those sayings, but in some respects, it's kind of true. When we're young and we're in school, according to the article, we, we search out friends. We, we find those people that we bond with and we want to be around and we have similar interests. But as a working adult, you don't really need to do that anymore. We meet new people at work. We meet people in our neighborhoods. We even meet people in activities that involve our kids. They just kind of pop up around us in all those other situations. But people met in those other situations may not really become permanent friends, though, either, I don't think. Work friends come and go. Neighborhood friends, the same. They come and go. And especially things involved around our kids. My good friend Bob, a really good friend of mine, He has grown kids now. They're adults and they're married and everything else. He always told me that you'll meet other parents through kid functions or sports and get along great and even become good friends with them. But once that childhood connection is gone or the sports are over and you no longer see each other, those relationships that you made more than likely won't last. And it's not to say that every relationship is like that. Sure, you'll have some that that uh, that last, but not all of them. Because that common bond was around your kids. And if your kids aren't friends anymore or in an activity together anymore, then that adult relationship will more than likely be over as well. So I'm not saying don't be friends with these people or don't put yourself out there. But it's more the fact that people come and go and there's no problem with that. But for me, on the other hand, in a way, I enjoy meeting new people and making adult friends and putting myself out there and building those relationships. It can be a lot of work, and I know some of them won't last, but I guess that's just the way I am, and that's the way it goes. But I feel I need to try, especially since I'm a stay-at-home dad, I'm a stay-at-home parent. I don't have access to work friends. I don't have access to those relationships outside this island of the neighborhood, I like to call it. So yeah, I think I still need to try and make friends because I don't have access to work friends, at least yet. I'll go back to work at some point and start building those, but at least for right now, I don't have it. Moving on, number eight, no, number six, stop caring about what other people think. Now, 
this isn't to go so far and think that other people's opinions don't matter and everyone can suck it. But by now, we should know who we are and realize that we can't live our lives constantly worried about what other people think of us. We don't need to hang on their opinions and always be looking for others' approval for things in our own lives. Does that make sense? Things we do, our opinions, even things we buy. I mean, hey, I have two big-ass trucks, and they're very loud and probably to some people very obnoxious. But do I care what people think when I drive them or their perception of me? No, I really, I don't even think twice. I don't care about it at all. I also like people to like me. And I may, maybe that's a, something that I deal with is I, I almost try to go above and beyond to have people like me. And maybe I need to realize that some people may not. And that's okay. I think it takes a lot to be comfortable with this as well, to understand that we all may not fit into someone else's box of what is deemed okay or good. We're all individuals. That's all I'm really saying. So let's just not worry about what other people think. It's bottom line. Hopefully we figured out a lot of these things before we turn 40, but I guess they're things that we should really work on at 40, I guess. Number seven, stop caring, or should I say worrying about hangovers? Flashback says you don't have to worry about if you'll get a hangover after an evening of drinking because you 100% will, without a doubt, have one. That is if you drink excessively. I'll agree, there's no argument there. And I remember the days of yore when I could go out and drink quite a bit, then pop up the next morning, get ready for work, and act as if nothing had happened. I mean, I can remember even being so inebriated, feeling pretty awful in the moment, only to wake up the next day with a slight headache and a little bit of tiredness. But I could still function and get out of bed and and do chores and go to work and do whatever I needed to do that day. But welcome to 40. Actually, maybe to 30, because it wasn't even that long after my early 20s that alcohol really started to hit me much harder and harder than it was when I was in my 20s. So the older I got, the worse it got. Now, if I drink four or five drinks, I can easily feel like trash the following day for an extended period of time. Like, seriously, it, it affects you big time. And I think there was a study. I actually read a study as to why. And it was something about with, I don't know, water retention in the body and some other things. But anyways, if I try to find it, I'll link it so you guys can check it out. But I can't remember the name of it. So anyways, lesson learned, no more hangovers, yes. We don't need to binge drink anymore to have a good time. We just don't. A few cocktails, socialize, have fun. The days of scoffing at a glass of water between drinks are over, all right? Those, are, those days are done, my friend. We don't need to make fun of somebody sipping on a glass of water when they're out at the bar. No one's going to make fun of you for being responsible. And if they do, just remember the last one. Don't care about what people think, right? There's just no need to overdo it anymore. Those days should really be past us. Vomit trains and bed spins, getting so drunk that you say things to people that you regret the next time you see them. Yes, let's let's hang up that jacket. Let's hang up that coat, please. All right, number eight, stop keeping up with the Joneses. I think I think I talked about this in an old episode, if I recall, but We all travel at different speeds through life. Everyone has different things that are important to them. Their family, their career, status maybe, or even their material things. And that's that's okay. We're all different. 
It's, it's kind of interesting, though, that we always seem to desire what we don't have. Not everyone, but I think we can all relate with that. We all probably have some memory where we wanted what Dave had or we wanted what Christina had, uh, a neighbor or a friend. And those names I just used are fake names, by the way. I don't know those people. But I think we all know this. Nothing new here or, or riveting, really. But I guess the article tells us that we need to ditch that competitiveness and really start enjoying where we are in our own lives and really enjoy our own accomplishments. All right, so I didn't go through all of them in the article, but if you want to read the rest of them, just click the link in the description and you can check it out. Now, a couple that I had kind of thought about myself, which, yes, are also probably not new and cutting edge, but one would be stop living in the past and dwelling on things or even holding grudges. All that does is waste your time and eats you up on the inside, and it's probably something that you should have let go of long ago. Well, really try to get rid of it now. We've all made mistakes in the past. We've all made choices. So what? Just move the f*** on and learn from your mistakes or learn from your choices and get over it. I've even caught myself there before. Thinking about things I should have done in the past and wishing I made different choices. I can't do shit about it now, so why spend all this extra energy on it and dwelling on it? My grandfather told me once that he had a good chunk of money back in the 80s, and he was deciding what he really wanted to do with it. It was, I don't know, I can't remember, $40,000 or something, and he, he wanted to invest it and do something with it. And he said he thought about putting it into Microsoft stock. But it was, it was new. Stock market was new to him. New company, a little dicey, he felt. And he just didn't feel right about doing it. So instead, he went and bought a bunch of heavy equipment and he started his own business. Well, fast forward 30 years plus, And did he regret it? You know, I don't know. Maybe he did a little bit because he did tell me about the story when he was much older. But he also had a successful business and a pretty good life in my eyes. So... I don't think he made a wrong choice. And also stop holding grudges. Let things kind of go. I've dealt with this as well, and I've been trying to be better with it, I'll be honest. But hanging on to that stuff is just another giant time waste. It just takes up space in your brain, really, when you could be doing other things. Being angry at a person or a situation won't change anything. It's not going to make any difference. I've had a couple people lie to me and screw me over in the past. We all have, I think. It's tough to forgive and forget, as they say, but that's what you got to try and do. Even people that did really stupid shit towards me, and then they've prospered and, and succeeded, and I, I really try to forgive them in my head and be happy for them. They're really making something of themselves, making something for themselves, and I should be happy for that. I really should. Negativity is bad, yo, all right? That was kind of silly, but anyways. All right, last one is treat yourself. We're middle-aged now, people. Uh, We're far enough in our lives that we don't want or need to sleep on someone's futon or couch, I'll be honest. I appreciate the offer, I really do, but I think I'm going to go get a hotel for 100 bucks. So what I'm saying is we don't necessarily need to be cheap. We can, we can spring for things for ourselves. We can treat ourselves. We don't need to save $90 on the hotel. We don't need to put ourselves through that, mainly our backs through that. Futons don't sleep well. <laughs> 
And also, if you've been looking at picking something up or looking about taking that trip and you can afford it, then maybe just do it. Life's too short to sit around and let those things pass you by and dwell on them and not do them. What are we waiting for, right? Just do it, like the shoes say. All right, so that's about all I have for today's episode of Stay at Home Dad's podcast. So I really appreciate you listening and sitting in with me today. Yes, I know none of these things, though, are new and riveting and earth-shattering, but maybe it's just a few things that we all needed to hear. It's kind of fun to go through them and see how we react to them and where we lie with all of these these tips, I guess. 40 is 40, people. Uh, it's time to let certain things go and embrace other things. we got to take care of our health, surround ourselves with people that we care about, embrace the gray, right? I don't need to show the world uh, the photo of my hamburger that I took over at Red Robin, even though I do like to take pictures of my food sometimes, but maybe I shouldn't post them. And also, hangovers are a thing of the past because we should not be drinking that much anyways, okay? Cocktails with the buddies and socially drinking is fine. Let's try to stay away from that binge drinking and making ourselves feel like shit the next day. And also don't forget to treat yourself. It's not called a midlife crisis. It's just knowing that you have a lot of life left to live and we just don't need to be afraid to live it. Sounds kind of cliche, but that's okay. Also, like always, if you have any questions for me or you want to yell at me for any particular reason, please do so on my social media. It's on Instagram at VegasRamer. You can reach me there or over at Podbean.com. You can leave a comment on an episode or on the main page, whatever you want to do. And also, please share this show with friends and family. Tell them they can get it on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, as well as Spotify. And that's it. That's all I got. So thank you for listening again, and I'll talk to you next week.